Hey everybody, welcome to the Oscar Grouches. Join me, Nick, and Tyler over here, two disgruntled homos, as today we discuss Oscar predictions for three movies about really strong leading ladies. Really strong leading ladies. That's kind really, of, we were not really intending strong. that to be the theme of this episode. We literally just had seen these three movies and are saying, hey, let's do an episode on them and realize really? that they are. Yeah, I I had no, that was not my intention. It wasn't like with the Annihilation Hereditary Quiet Place where it was all sort of like a genre. Like, no, this is just... Uh, I like to find little through lines and things. So as soon as you said we should do these ones, I'm like, oh, strong leading ladies. No, I just, we'd seen them. So it was like, we should do a podcast. Regardless, I found a little through line with it. And I think that they're all connected by the actresses who lead them. All right, let's start um, Oh, with, before we wait, say sorry. anything. What? Yes. Um, we are Nick and Tyler. I think I said that already. You did. Oh, I did. That's okay. You're Nick. I'm Tyler. Yes. And um, we're going to be talking about The Wife, Colette, and A Star is Born. Yes. And sometimes our cat, Alfred, uh, gets involved. So uh, just be prepared that that might happen. Because if we're doing something, he thinks it's important and he needs to be involved. Right now, he's playing with a toy. Yes. He's cute. Okay. Yes. Let's start with The Wife. Yes. So, um, The Wife... Starring Glenn Close. It is uh, directed by Bjorn Runge. I uh, don't know if I pronounced that correctly. And uh, written by Jane Anderson. We, re- we hold the right to pronounce anything the way that we feel like it should be pronounced. Just, just feeling like it. We'll apologize. But uh, <laughs> sometimes this is just going to be the way that it is. Yes. Right, um, so this movie was great. Yeah, I mean, I really wasn't expecting this to be good at all. I went in feeling like... It was going to be just one of those movies where they're trying, something's going on, um, in terms of, like, we have this older couple, and we're going to look at them in this, like, sweet, dark way, and blah, 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 and I was like, it's going to be really dry, it's going to be really cold, and it's going to be really exhausting, mm-hmm. and I just wasn't excited to see it. And then it was not any of those things. Yeah. It was really it was really touching, really, um, again, it, it was dark. I mean, it was a very disturbing premise in a lot of ways but um still like really i mean strong performances all around um so if you haven't seen this movie definitely go see it and what i'm gonna say right here like an expectation that i had i didn't have any for the film except for knowing that glenn close was going to be amazing because i heard nothing but good things about her performance um so yeah if you haven't seen this movie go see it it's very it's very aware of what it's doing. It almost makes fun of itself in a sense. It does. And sometimes like in a, in a way that annoys me almost like I, I, I'm I glad thought, that I they were really aware funny. of what they were doing. Cause they had a lot of tropes. Um, we're speaking a little more generically right now so we can, then we'll go into Hopefully spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, yeah, I, I think we'll just, can we just hit a point yeah. where we're saying, okay, now there's spoilers, but there currently is no spoilers, but there's a lot of tropes that are a little generic that you think like, Oh, I've seen this before. The sort of like, long-suffering wife with the brilliant husband with the stuff and it it can be a little like okay i've seen that but um they make a lot of jokes about that in it about how it's a little overdone um and i guess it depends on if you think that that's that just forgives all sins if you mention the fact that you're screwing up there is literally a line Um, in the movie where they're talking about the plot of the movie (laughs) And they're just like, isn't this just cliched and overwrought? And the son is just like, oh my God. (laughs) Of course it is. It's weird. I feel like we've had so many movies that use that meta technique now where I wonder if we're going to get to a point where like that does not just forgive everything you've done. Mm. Like if we have to say, okay, yes, you you pointed out. Like it'd be like if I had a movie that was boring. I'm like, isn't this movie boring in the middle of it? Like it's just... Yeah. It's not really an acceptable... And, and then, honestly, at that point, I'd be like, yes, it is. And yeah, like, yeah, exactly. And, um, and Star is Born does this a little bit, too, so we'll talk about that. But let's talk about Oscars that we think that the wife should honestly be nominated for. And for my, and in my personal opinion, it should win one of them. Oh, yes. I mean, as from the movies that have come out now, obviously, because yeah. we haven't seen... You know, yeah, there's still a lot like, of movies to come out. We're at the very start of Oscar season. But obviously, I think we're both on the same page of... So far, Glenn Close, this seems like it should be This is year. Yeah, I think this is Glenn Close's year to win Best Actress. She's when, nominated six times. Six times? Six times. What was um, her first? Actually, I, I I'll pull up all of them right now. You keep talking. Yeah. Um. So, at least for me, this movie was completely helmed by its acting, and I can only reasonably see it 
being nominated for two Oscars. Um, obviously, Glenn Close for Best Actress. And then I would argue Jonathan Price for Best Actor. Because for as long, for as much as Glenn Close is in this film, John Price is in it is ju- is in it just as much as she is. Wouldn't you say? Yes, and she's been nominated six times. Yes, uh, three for supporting, three for best actress. Um, they were for The World According to Garp, The Big Chill, The Natural, Fatal Attraction, uh, Dangerous Liaisons, and Albert Nobbs. I never saw. So there Albert was Nobbs. a huge. All of them were in the eighties. Except for one. Wow. Yeah, so like there was a huge lapse there. I know, well, and she did a lot of um, theater. Like she was in um, the original production of Sunset Boulevard. She is a thespian. Yeah, she won, an, she won a Tony for that performance. And so like, and that's one of the most like iconic and famous performances in history is her did performance. Did she play Norma Desmond? Yeah. Okay. And, she, and that was, you know, one of the more... It's still considered one of the best performances in musical theater history. Like, and then she wait went, her specifically or just that role. Well, the role is great, but her specifically. Um, oh, they God, I love her. When they revived it not that long ago, and she just played the role again, and I watched it, I'm like she's still really good. Mm-hmm. Like it's um, so yeah. She it wasn't like she did nothing in the nineties right. in the early two thousands. It's just she was doing other things, and she got nominated again in uh, two thousand eleven for Albert Nobbs, which is a role that she actually originated. Um, in the play production. I don't know if it was on Broadway or not, so I don't want to say Broadway, but she was in the play. Okay. Um, and then... Um, She's just so good. <laughs> and I think it's just time. I mean, she was really good in this movie, and it, this isn't one of those Leo moments where, like, I felt he won for a movie that wasn't his so best work. So there's just this trope that goes on in Hollywood where everyone's like, let's just give them an Oscar because we think that they deserve it at this point. And the thing is, like, yeah, for Leo... That was just people just, like, wanting to give him something. But there are also just so many women who don't have one that should have one. Yes. And Glenn Close is on this list well, of women who should have an Oscar and like, don't. Julianne Moore, if she would have won for any of her other nominations. Yeah. If you listen to our Best Actress Thunderdome, we weren't a big fan of Still Alice. Yeah, and I, I feel like she was so good in so many movies. You know, like, and then, and then she like, wins for that this? one. Yeah, and it was the weirdest thing. And I think... It was hard for me to be mad because I think she's so mm-hmm. absurdly talented. Um, but and with Glenn Close, I wouldn't feel that way with this. No, I think this... that her performance, and I want to, you know, like with talking about it, I feel like the sort of like it, it's all the little nuances. So many times, like the her best her Oscar scene, in my opinion, I is would... a moment without dialogue. Yeah, I would say here we should go into spoiler. Oh yeah, so this is official spoiler alert. So yeah. fast forward to the other movie. Also, just so you're all aware, we're not going to really be talking about Jonathan Price too much. This is mostly a Glenn Close. Yeah, heavy. It, is, it is a Glenn Close heavy <laughs> podcast. Um, so yeah, okay. So spoiler alert. So she at this point. We later, so her husband's a famous author, mm-hmm. and we find out that she's been pretty much writing all of his work. Like, he yeah. edits it. I'm putting up air quotes here. You can't see me, but... No. he. There is even a scene where it shows him trying to edit it, and he just doesn't get it. Yeah, so He's just like, why don't you take out this passage? And she's like, no, that's there to show the fact, like, I'm stretching out this passage of her folding laundry because it's supposed to be boring. You're supposed to be... It's supposed yes. to be meticulous and tedious, and you just don't get it. Well, yeah, and she um, she goes a lot. I'm sorry. So like they, it goes back into those flashbacks, mm-hmm. and they describe that she is um, a really talented author, but her husband has more of a name. Yeah. He's a professor. He's established himself. Oh yeah, the film and, shows their relationship building and ending at the same time. Yeah, and so like they, they're, she ends up pretty much rewriting one of the books he writes, and then it is a hit. Mm-hmm. So then she just keeps writing stuff and eventually as the the movie actually opens with this, he's won the Nobel Prize uh, for literature. So, and I think just the way that, like the little nuances on her face and stuff, you really feel like it doesn't bother her that much that he's getting the glory. You know, like I think he really, she really does, she's mentioned on several occasions she doesn't like a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. And so to me, I'm like, oh, I think on some level she's just like, thank you for the award. I know it's mine. Yeah. I'm kind of bigger than this. But what breaks her is the fact that he truly thinks that he did it. Like, he did it on his own. Like, remember the, when he, they first get the award, like, when they first get the call, he's, they're jumping up and down on the bed, 
And as soon as he's, and then they're saying like, yeah, we did it. We did it. And then as soon as he says, I got the Nobel prize, she stops bouncing immediately. Oh yeah. Cause it's, she doesn't really want to play that game with him and she doesn't, she doesn't want to be involved in any of the press stuff. Yeah. Cause she's like, you can say that you did it to the world, but behind closed doors, it is our effort. And what breaks the marriage is him basically ignoring that fact and him believing that he did it on his own. Yes. And He's a very manipulative person. Well, the scene that I was saying was her Oscar scene, which is why we had to do a spoiler alert. Oh, the speech? Well, yeah, because I think when he would ever... She just wanted to not even be noticed, but if a lot of attention was put on her, she didn't want to be seen as like the long-suffering wife who just was in his shadow and doing, you know, like, and was there for him in those ways, but isn't a writer. Uh And they put a, you know, and she begs him not to mention her in the speech, and then he does. He makes the entire speech just about her. Yes, he does the opposite, and she's like, please don't put me in that speech. And they put a spotlight on her. Well, he's, he's, he manipulates. That was a complete power move. Oh, yeah, and it's awful, and... (laughs) Her face during that section and her face right after the, like, the anger and the hurt and the betrayal, it just felt like someone had taken all these things that had built up over these decades in their marriage and finally this, uh, Alfred wants to say hi. Say hi, Alfred. Alfred. Uh, There you go. Okay. (laughs) He's so So, cute this morning. (laughs) So they, um, it, it really, it makes you think that you're sort of like, like scooping out all of the anger and it's finally coming out of her and it ends with her just blowing up at him and she's been so restrained this whole movie and I think <sighs> performances that are this subtle so frequently don't get what they need and like we've been saying we think that she should win I don't even want to argue that she will win because uh, to, to me I feel like the entire world is going to go nuts over Lady Gaga I think that can transition us into the next one I don't know. We should talk about Colette. We should say Star is Born for Last because that okay. has more Oscars that we can talk about. Okay. So, Colette. Colette. Uh, Kira Knightley um, is kind of, you know, pulling this movie through. She's, you know, like the big name on it. It's mostly about her. Mm-hmm. She's playing uh, real-life author uh, Gabrielle Colette, um, sometimes just known as Colette. Yeah, she's a famous French author from late 18th... From late 1800s, early 1900s, who created a story about essentially her own life. And the main character's name is Claudine. And the entire movie is about something that I didn't want it to be about. (laughs) Well, yeah, she's a a real-life person who was, um, and this is very similar to The Wife. So, again, it kind of sounds like we're dealing with a lot of, like, tropes Mm -hmm. here. A lot of things that are very similar, if you think about the movie um, Big Eyes as well. Yeah. Um, Yeah, all three of them, pretty much the same plot, just dealing with different ways of telling it. Yes, and in this, she's she's writing the story for her husband. Her husband is a is an established author, but basically he calls it the factory. All these people just write stuff for him. So he'll come to them and be like, I have this idea. Can you write it real quick? Yeah. And then... But that's the thing is the movie acknowledges the fact that he doesn't do anything. Yeah. So like... like right away. Yeah. Like, no, he doesn't write anything. He just has the name and people will we'll kill buy to... Stuff. No, yeah. They'll kill to write for him. Yes. And so she starts writing these Claudine books that are making them wildly successful and like... She, Claudine becomes a play and then it becomes this like image and it has all this merchandise. Yeah. And so eventually she kind of wants to be known for it. You know, she wants to have recognition. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the thing about this, my issue with this movie, my main issue with this movie is that my issue with this too. This person, um, Colette, had this beautiful life after this incident. You know, that was very interesting. That was, would have been a very interesting movie. She's, um, she was, uh, I want I don't even want to say bisexual. She was like queer would be, I don't, you know, like, I don't, I don't want to put the, la- I don't want to put a label, a on label. On it. She's, really she's gender fluid. I mean, not gender fluid. She's, um, sexually fluid. I, yeah, that sounds gross. Sexual fluids. Um, but like she, she likes men and women. Sexual fluidity. She likes men and women. And like, I guess then by today's standards, they'd probably call her pansexual even, you know, like, cause she's, she's not really considering well, gender. Well, the, the thing about the thing that I liked about the movie is that there was no label on it. It was just her exploring her sexuality, mm-hmm. and the movie is just like, look at her do this. Yes, and then well, you got to consider the time period though. It, she wouldn't have had a label, really. Yeah. You know, like people weren't discussing it. Um, <clears throat> but it is French culture, and they were generally more open. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just, yeah, I think that I would have much more been interested in her life 
afterwards of her establishing herself as an actress and she ends up becoming oh the most yes i was gonna say oh then never mind we don't have the same issues with this movie yeah i just i felt like i wanted the movie to pretty much like start where the movie had actually ended because the movie ends with like her divorcing her husband and then they sort of just blurb the rest of her successful career and like the most the more interesting thing she did and i was mm -hmm. like I wanted that movie. I thought that that was interesting, but I didn't want this story that we've heard a thousand times of her just being taken down by her husband. Yeah. And like, and I think it it would have been much more interesting if those were like flashbacks. What was your issue? <clears throat> My issue was we get this vision into this brilliant, brilliant writer. But I felt like I wanted there to be more exploration into her developing her writing style and getting her voice. And because like, there's just be times where it shows a little montage of her writing some pages, giving some voiceover, and then all of a sudden the product is out. And I wanted no, to get yeah, more into that because like, I'm like, this is what she's famous for. Give me more of it. And yes, this movie is about sexual empowerment through like women in the early in the early 1900s but i just felt like they missed the point that like well yes that it's just like she's a writer i wanted to see more writing no and i i agree and i think we both could have gotten what we wanted here yeah um because those first 3 books were more of at least from what I got from what I've read about her and from the movie, it was those were more like experimental, a little more autobiographical, and then she kind of explores her career after that. Mm -hmm. So it could be like, I've written Claudine now, what do I do next? And then, and her dealing with the legal battles with her husband and like getting the authorship of the book, to me that was just more interesting. And it was sort of the same trap that Big Eyes fell into. I never saw Big Eyes. Big Eyes, they focus so much. Big Eyes scare me. On what? Like who is the author? Something Keen, not author, painter, something Keen. Um, Glenn Keen? No, not Glenn Keen. Oh, that would be awesome if you It was that. not Glenn Keen. Can you imagine? All of a sudden, there's just a bunch of Tarzans all over the place. <laughs> They're like, oh shit, man. There's just beasts everywhere, and then all of a sudden, Ariel's there. Um, Walter Keen, sorry. Walter Keen had, you know, like, um, been stealing his wife, Margaret Keen's work, and like, and they were very marketable pictures of, like, usually children with really big eyes. Which are terrifying. Yeah, they're, they're horrifying. And they're generally not considered, like, well-received critically artwork. They just were making a lot of money. Um, and then... But the whole movie was more focused on her painting for him and what that did for her to her. And I was like, I wanted to see the trial more. You know, like, I wanted to see, like, her... They didn't show the trial? They did, but it was, like, sped through... No, that's yeah. the interesting part. And it's the same thing with Colette, where I'm like, and I think that that's what the wife did successfully, is that we focused on the after effects. Mm -hmm. It was and not then, a whole movie, and like it kind of did what I was saying I wish that Colette had done, is done the flashbacks with her and her husband, which is what the wife did, because it's like, I'm not just going to sit there and watch you be sad because you're writing for your husband for a whole movie. Yeah. You know, like, it, it gets a little tiresome over time, and I feel like... But then it's weird, because for this one, I wanted to see her write for her husband for the movie, but that's just because this is a real woman, and I wanted to see what her style was, and I yeah. feel like we never really got it. And it might have, I mean, in their defense, it might have been that they were wanting to work more on things that they knew. So... Because, like, you can't really... How do you document her finding her style? Yeah, because like the thing, uh, things that I know about this movie, the director, what's his name? Anyways, like we'll get his name in a sec. The director, he, when he was making this movie, he originally was going to have people Wash speaking. Westmoreland. Okay. What? His name's Wash? Wash. <laughs> That's funny. Westmoreland. It's like, worst is yourself. I'm just going to call him Dubs. Dubs. <laughs> okay, like, so Dubs. Because <laughs> like, I can't with that. And he, so from what I know about this movie, he was originally going to have people speak in French accents, but he was like, I don't want to make this woman and her life seem tacky. So he's like, you have Keira Knightley, do a British accent, whatever. But then she writes in French, and, so many, and then he had to have that disconnect because he's like, no, it would 
like kill me to have Colette's writing be written in anything other than French because it makes sense in French. It's just, it reflects the style of the day. I think... And I'm like, why didn't you go into it then? If you put so much care into these small details, then give me the final result. I think we're getting less and less cool with the style of, yeah, this is supposed to be this language, but we're just going to do it in another language. I think people are getting less into that as time goes on. I feel like I would have liked this movie a lot more if they were all just French actors speaking French. And we just had subtitles. You know, like, can you imagine, like, Pan's Labyrinth if they were speaking English? Oh my god, it would have been awful. It would have been bullshit. So it's like, it just, it isn't... That movie's so good. And I mean, I I think... This is a weird example, and you're going to be like, where are you going with this? But Passion of the Christ... Never saw it, never cared to. Okay, so Passion of the Christ... What happened to Jim Caviezel? They are... What happened to Jim Caviezel? (laughs) I think you know. He was crucified. That movie... Tanked his career. I he don't was in really... a movie about the golfer. Like, the greatest game ever played? Uh, maybe. Was Shia LaBeouf playing Francis We Met? No, he's like the lead in it, and he plays Jesus. Not Jesus, sorry. He's <laughs> a golfer. There's me... Jesus in a golfing movie. Yeah, I think he always I plays I feel like there's Jesus. a joke somewhere in there. Technically, he's always playing Jesus. Um... Is there a thing about birdies in the Bible? Wait, birdies? Yeah. Are you talking about the bird that pokes his eye out? It could be. Wait, what are you talking about? You, you talked about golfing. Oh, birdies. Like, I was thinking like actual birds and didn't know why you were like when I wouldn't call actual so birds So in birdies. Passion of the Christ, I'm trying to figure out right now what the actual language that they were, but they had formed it of a couple different things because we Aramaic? don't have... Well, it was Aramaic, but they like mix it with some Latin stuff because like... We Did you say they mix in the Latin stuff? Latin. Latin. <laughs> I was like, Some Latin that stuff. is rude. <laughs> no, yeah, they, you know, the genie comes out. It's a, it's a whole thing. Um, and there's a flying carpet that escorts Ponch's pilot away. Um, but anyway, we've gotten on the, a mega digression here. The Passion of the Christ, they're, they're speaking a foreign language the whole time. When I say foreign, <clears throat> foreign to us. us as Americans and to the people who created the film, Mel Gibson. Um, and I... And I thought, like, to me, that was, like, a game changer in terms of what I expect when a movie takes place in a foreign country. Because <laughs> then Nativity came out, trying to kind of ride those coattails, which was, like, the story of the birth of Christ. And they did it in English. And I remember just thinking about unauthentic, I thought the whole thing. Inauthentic, I thought the whole thing was. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to see this. Because it's not, I mean, they wouldn't be speaking English. And yeah. it's, I think our culture is moving more and more towards it's okay to just have to read some subtitles. You know, like it's subtitles all, are fine. It's all right. And you get used to it about halfway through and like you just have to kind of let it go. We don't need you to set it with the you know because I think just the French culture, especially in that time period, is so specific. It's so rich in terms of like its sexuality and like how it was breaking a lot of boundaries that we would have been expecting and I felt like because they were all speaking with British accents a lot of that to me was lost their cultures are very different and like especially at the time Britain's known for being more like very straight laced and yeah and like and uh they hold everything back, you know what I mean? Like, and it was supposed to be, like, constraint as opposed to the French culture, which is much more fluid, much more open, much more rich. Um, Not that the British culture was, like, not rich, but you know what I mean. I I think that they should have just hired French. I mean, what was Marion Cotillier doing? She probably was available. Um, uh, How much older is she than Keira Knightley? I think that's probably the only reason. Is they'd be like, oh, well, if they was said it when I wanted them to set it, this wouldn't have been a problem. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, let's go back to the wife and talk about what Oscars it should be nominated for. However, I don't think it'll win anything. For me, it would just be costumes, which Black Panther will win. I'm sorry about it. And You, you said the wife. You meant Colette, right? Yeah, Colette. Yeah. I said the wife? Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Yeah. We're going back to Colette. <laughs> okay. So, no... Um, it's I just wanted to clarify for our listeners. She'll be nominated for costumes and maybe best actress, maybe. I, I mean, she was good in it. I just think the best actress category is so tough this year. Yeah, this year it's tough. Because you have already Glenn Close, Lady Gaga, and Tony Collette in there. And I'm like, well... I still want Emily Blunt, but whatever. 
I'm, I'm oh, willing yeah. to give it up. Well, and um, Olivia Coleman, they're putting, I don't know if you've read this recently, they because they were trying to figure out what to do with the favorite uh-huh. with um, Emma Stone, Rachel yes, Weisz, right. and Olivia Coleman. They're like, well, what do we do? Because they're all essentially the lead. So they're putting Emma Stone in Good and boy. Rachel Weisz in supporting and putting Olivia Coleman up to lead. So, and Olivia Coleman, in my opinion, is pretty much a shoe in to get nominated. Um, based I'm on, not going to lie. I don't know who that is. <laughs> well, she's the, she's the queen. She's the queen in this movie, but she's also going to be the new queen in The Crown. She's the Claire Foy oh. replacement. Yeah, so she's just... She's Queen Anne in in The okay. Favourite, and then, you know, Queen Elizabeth in... So is Mary Queen of Scotch just out? Because <laughs> <laughs> I think... Well, yeah, we can talk we'll about We'll talk Mary about that in another Queen of Scots. I don't really feel like talking about the trailer right now, but yeah. So, but anyway, with The Favourite, I think Olivia Coleman, who is getting a lot of headway right now, I'm sure she'll be nominated. So I just feel like... I feel like Keira Knightley is going to be lost in the shuffle. Squeezing in Keira Knightley, especially for a role that isn't even really her best... No. Like to me, gonna... her best thing that I've ever seen was Pride and Prejudice. Well, you haven't seen I haven't Atonement. seen Atonement. You're right. Uh, Pride and Prejudice might... Actually, even me thinking about Atonement, I think Pride and Prejudice might have been better. I love Not a better movie. film. Atonement's definitely a better film, but I think Keira Knightley was better showcase. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to A Star is Born. Um, this movie should be nominated for everything. It probably will be. However. Um, cinematography, I feel like. Cinematography, <laughs> editing, actress, actor, directors. Okay, I have a question. Would this be an original or an adapted screenplay? So the more I've researched the other A Star Is Borns, I'm almost positive it's it will be adapted. I'm fine. Well, the thing... Okay, so <laughs> I'm, it was... It definitely, like, it pulls a lot. I think this movie has a really good shot of winning the Big Five. And the only movie... There have been three movies to win the Big Five. It happens one night, one flew over the cuckoo's nest, and... Silence of the Lambs. Yes. And for anyone who doesn't know, the Big Five are... Best picture, director, actor, actress, and either screenplay. So, and if you win all five, it's a huge thing. It's only happened three times in the 90, in this coming 91 years of Oscars. And I feel like this is the movie that might have the best chance. Alfred, chill. Um. (laughs) But for me personally, I think out of all the Oscars that it could be nominated for, which is so, so many... I really think the only one it really has a good shot at winning is director. So, I have two things I want to address with what you just said. Yes. First of all, I resent the notion of the big five, and I feel like it should just disappear. What? Why? This is why. Because you know how I get about this. I really, really, really feel like supporting actor is just as important as lead. Mm -hmm. I I just do. Because I feel like a supporting actor can make or break a film... And it has on several occasions. And like, it, I don't, and I don't think that best, I don't think that lead actor is any more impressive to win than supporting. Mm -hmm. As has been evidenced in past years, supporting can be a very tough category. And so I'm like, well, like last year, supporting an actress was rough. Oh yeah. That was a battle royale in there. I mean like, Alison Janney and Laurie Metcalf, both were just really good and would have both, you know, like, Laurie Metcalf would have won, I feel like, any other year. Yeah. It just happened to be against Alison Janney, <laughs> who, like, is also very talented. And so it was just, Even like... Leslie Manville was Oh, my so gosh, she was so good. good. Who else dominated that year? Octavia Spencer. Oh, yeah, and she was, I yeah. thought she could have been thrown out. It was a small role, but it was a good role. Remember that part with the phone, with the, the scene when mm-hmm. she's talking to her husband, she's, and she's, she's like, you fighting. don't know what you've done, and it, it's a she's good... She's fighting through tears. Again, it's uh, like what you say... If you want to impress people, you should cry. If you want to move them, hold the tears back. And I can't <laughs> take credit for that quote. That was my late professor, Clive Elliott, who, yeah. Yeah, who, gave me, who told me that quote, and I remember it all the time. But um, I, like, ever since you told me that, I've been looking for it in movies. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, no, and it's true, and I, so, okay, so that's my thing with Big Five. Sorry, that was a huge digression. I resent the notion of the Big Five. If they make it the Big Seven, I'd let it go, which no one's ever, I think, won that. Well, that's impossible. That's, yeah. That, that would be or if they would have adjusted Big Five to be like, you just need to win two out of the four acting categories. But also, like, think about it. Well, think about the fighter. Okay, the fighter won two supporting actor. Oh, they were carried yeah, and to, Yeah, exactly. And to me, I'm like, that was such a... That re- that really modeled that film, like it, it molded, molded mm-hmm. is what I was looking for, into the greatness that it was, was those strong supporting performances that were in that film. And like, I just resent the notion mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. of lead actor being more important. It's just more screen time. That's all it is. And that doesn't really make that much of a difference yeah. in the long run. Okay. Also, if you really like think about like Mad Max Tree Road, that won the most Oscars that year and it swept the technical categories. Like it yeah. won all of them. So I'm like, those things should also kind of be yeah. just as important. But Big Five is, I mean, it's not just you. It's a lot of people are like, Big Five, Big Five, Big Five. And I'm like, I just fucking hate it. I just don't think it should exist. I don't even think it should exist as a term. I and mean, we'll still discuss it because people are expecting it. None of you guys can see this, but Tyler's face got really red. <laughs> um, you know, I was just, I get annoyed with the, I think it's because when I was acting, I was always supporting roles and I wanted those roles. And like, I never felt like, oh, I need a lead. Well, and I played su- those too, but it's like, I just, to me, I never. Because for supporting, you have to do the same amount with less. With less. Everything, uh, yeah, Claire Danes had said that one time. She's like, when you have a smaller role, every line is precious. And it's like, yes, it, it feels that way a little bit. And when you're a lead, I feel like a lot of things sort of just fall apart, you know, like, because you're like, ah. <laughs> okay, let's get. Let's, anyway, let's pull ourselves let's, back. Let's, big five. But Star yeah. is born. Okay, so if you haven't seen this movie, Go see it. Duh. So, Star is Born, this is the fourth iteration of this film. And I like what Tyler, Tyler told me once. He's like, I, I, and I agree. I would be down for like every 25 years they remake it and have it reflect the culture of today. I want another one. Yeah, when I'm in my 50s. Yeah. I want, but I want I'd like... I'd be totally down. I do hope that they steer away from one of the versions of it they've already done. Because the first two, they're actors. The mm-hmm. second two, they're singers. So, I'm like, I kind of want like... Something else. I mean, it's, it's probably going to be something that we don't even know about. Yeah, I was going to say, it could be some sort of, some form of like digital art that we're not Instagram aware of. Instagram models, but the replacement <laughs> for Instagram. They're Instagram influencers. Jesus Christ. <laughs> An influencer is born. And it's just like... <laughs> I also want them to either flip the genders or have a same-sex couple. The, the, honestly, that's probably the next logical step. Yes. I thought it'd be really cool if it was, like, two men in, like, a, like, small city musical theater scene. I was like, what a cool, like, idea. You know what I mean? Like, and don't make it, like, a big thing. Don't make it Broadway. Just, like, two men in, like, Phoenix Community Theater. (laughs) (laughs) And and he just gets crushed because he's just like, I was a big fish in a small pond, and now I'm still in a small pond, and I'm nothing. (laughs) Yeah, it's like... And not that, I mean, Phoenix has more than and then probably just the to, community theater scene. And then he has to Phoenix. move to Tulsa. Um, yeah, I just, I would really like that. But anyway, I think this movie, I have some, in terms of predictions, I'm oh, going to give it like a for sure, not for sure, but I'm going to give it an 80% sure. Cinematography, the light was so uh, beautiful. No, just the scene. Okay, so spoiler alert, you've been warned. After Jackson dies, and it's it zooms in on the garage with the police lights, and there's the red light oh, inside the garage. I was like, "This is brilliant! This is so well done." Well, and um, the scene where he's about to commit suicide, also he has backlighting, and mm-hmm. it looks like he's at like essentially a concert, but you can also hear her concert going on when it's going. So it's like he's in his last performance, if yeah. you will, which is so cheesy but so good. And like they use a lot of cool lighting tricks with. Practical stuff, right? I mean, like, it's well, not... nothing. This movie's just practical. Yeah, exactly. Because it'd be like, you're in a concert, so they had a lot of lighting opportunities, and they really used a lot of, like, lens flare stuff mm. well. Oh, yeah. Um, in terms of cinematography, they use, like, a, almost a fisheye lens. And as soon as, soon as the movie starts, it's a fisheye lens. So mm-hmm. when it zooms in on Jackson, he looks, like, bulbous, and everyone else around him looks... It, like... If you see, if you shot something through a fisheye lens, they thin out until until they're like spaghettified at the edge. Spaghetti. <laughs> Spaghettification black holes, yes. Um, but they do this for any scene where anyone is under the influence of any drug, or basically just in any sense of heightened reality. Like it eventually switches to when Allie is on stage and she's so in the moment, they switch back to that lens. Yeah, because she's a part of something else at that yeah. point. She's something. She's in a distorted reality. Yeah, and I loved that. Yeah. And, like, no, like, honestly, I can't speak to Bradley Cooper's directing style because, again, this is his first directing gig. It's like, fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm just like, I think a lot that's, of, that, that, that's a choice. I think a lot and of great films have made that. that are director debuts this year, though. Hereditary. Um, that was a debut. Yeah. 
Um, that was a debut. That was a debut. That's his first movie. So I'm like, I'm terrified for what else we got going on. Um, Quiet Place was a debut. I know this wasn't this year, but... Lady, uh, Greta Gerwig with Lady Bird? Are we going to say that? Yeah, that was... Well, and then, Jordan uh, Peele? Jordan Peele. That was his first feature film. I think he'd done a lot of... Well, he did like Mad TV. Television and, and stuff. Peele. Yeah, but he had done... Um, that was his first film that he directed. Yeah. Uh, so Directors was, nowadays, like... I think they you want to start. Out, you want to start with the gate strong too. I think yeah. you know, like uh, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, I think so. Cinematography, I'm sure. Editing, I would say editing. Editing, oh yeah. Well, in both the sound categories, just because it's with mm-hmm. the music and the rock concert stuff, it's very, it's very intense. Mm-hmm. It's very impressive. Oh, so we actually disagreed on this. This movie will win best song, but I don't know for which one. I am almost positive It'll it will be, sh- be Shallow. I, I think it's going to be the love song. At, no, it's, called, it's just called Shallow. I think it will be Shallow just because Shallow is the breakaway hit. And it's always the breakaway hit. You know, like... I still think it should be the Because you want it to be end. the song that if you're just listening to it and you know nothing about the movie, it's still good. Yeah. Well, then City think, of Stars win. Because City of Stars on its own is just a song. If you think about audition, this is from La La Land. Uh, so if you think about right, audition, audition song, yeah. it, it it only exists within the world of that movie. That's why I like Remember Me and Jai Ho. Because trying they, to think of songs at once. Yeah, they exist outside, and even Let It Go, which was like obviously very specific to her circumstances. No, no one's gonna know. <laughs> Like, I'm sorry, no one's going to know what a fucking fractal, fractal. is. Fractal? Frozen fractals. Okay, I'm sorry. Frozen fractals is a good line. That's how you win an Oscar. Um, so it's like, but she, but even that song was on the radio. It was a breakaway hit because the, the movie was so popular and all you needed to know was she has ice powers to understand the song. Yeah. Because like, that song was on the radio and not the Demi Lovato version. Idina Menzel's was on the radio. Like, it was, it was Perfect. that. Well, Idina Menzel's is better. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, so, okay, you, you know what? You're right. Shallow should, is probably going to be the one that's going to I also think it's a better song. Because also, it's just, it's going to win song. And that the was a score? perfect movie know. moment, was that moment when she, when he takes her from, because she's in like a, in the upstage mic, mm-hmm. and then she comes to the downstage mic, and it is like... And you get those chills. The music builds, and they're doing fun stuff with... They're, do they do a swirly around her then, with the camera? No. Um, oh, okay, they just got her on there. But yeah. yeah, and you see like him supporting her and like playing the guitar and like her building up with those. I'm not going to try to replicate it, but she does that Lady Gaga raw thing <laughs> that like builds up, and it sounds so beautiful. And it's to me, it's like an almost perfect movie moment. Like I was so, I was teary eyed. Like I was emotional just because they thought it was so good. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, wow, that was that was really well done. <laughs> good job, Bradley. Um, um, good job, Lady Gaga. You know, so for score. I'm, okay, so yes, this movie is packed with good songs, but score, I'm not sure if it's got a shoe in because there's song. Know. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it'll. I don't even think it'll be nominated. No, because La La Land was with score, and they had all those songs, but they also had a very intense score. Yeah, because I'm honestly thinking about it, I can't think of a score that I remember from this movie that isn't just singing and songs. Nothing stood out for me for score yet this year. Yeah. Um, well, we, again, we might not have seen it yet. Well, that's what I was saying. Nothing stood out so far. We're yeah. still very early. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so now, adapted screenplay. I think it'll for sure be adapt- uh, nominated for adapted screenplay. Yeah, I have absolutely no doubt in my mind. Mm-hmm. And we need to see the other nominees. The reason I think that they have such a good chance with adapted screenplay and um, director also is because there's something about just feeling like you know someone mm-hmm. when you vote for them, and like to think about Bradley Cooper winning. To me, I would feel like I, I a friend of mine won. You know, like because you've known him since Wet Hot American Summer. Uh, yeah, I was like, he's such a he's such a part of our culture and like a, a part of our culture. It makes it sound like we're all sorry. No, he's a he's a big part of you know like no one doesn't know American cinema. Yeah, like, and I think that he's never won before, and I think that this will probably be the last time we say that because um, I think he's going to win for something, whether it's best actor. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think it'll be actor. There's so many things coming out where I'm like, even from the trailer, I feel like. What do you think's gonna? What do you think's gonna beat him? For I'm just me curious. personally, see, just from trailers, I haven't seen this movie yet, and because he got out of his first nomination last year, I have a strong feeling that Willem Dafoe is going to win. <laughs> And I really hope so for playing Van Gogh at in at Eternity's Gate. I wish you were correct. I love Willem Dafoe. I do too, and I feel like that movie looks really great. I. It's directed by the guy who did. If Diving I have to Bell guess the now, though, like it's just like a gut feeling. I feel like the movie's just going to disappear. 
No. It's just a gut feeling. I don't know. I don't know. But it's like, think about anything that we've been reading. I don't... But it's coming out in Oscar season. I haven't seen that title hardly anywhere. I don't know. I don't think it's going to occur. I'm sorry. So is it going to be Christian Bale for Vice? That's what I was saying. I think so far with the information I currently have, because I haven't seen a lot of these movies yet, I think it's Bradley. Damn it. I think he was great. I really... That doesn't bother me at all. The I don't idea know. of Bradley winning does not bother me in the slightest. I just don't think it should be for that. It's so it's like it's oh, one he of was the, so good though. I don't know. There's just a part of me. Which where part I'm of his like, performance did you not like? Nothing. But that's the thing is, I just feel like uh, there's just a part of me where I'm. What like, What would you have done movie? differently? Oh my god! <laughs> I'm, just, I'm not an actor. <laughs> I'm just pissed. I think, and I feel like it has all the trappings of it, like the way he, that they that he's going through the addiction, the withdrawals, the um, the drunkenness, but then. Through the drunkenness, sometimes just seeing that glimmer in his eye of, like, love for Lady Gaga and, like, the relationship he has with his brother and, like, the deep-seated childhood issues. Like, it has all of the... All the things that are in place for him to win an Oscar. I still think he should just get it for directing. <laughs> and I agree that the directing in this is more impressive than his performance. Yeah, but I think that's that, why. I think he should just get... Well... I don't, we haven't seen everything. I think that's something that could still come out that beats him out for directing. True. But I don't, I have not seen a trailer for anything or heard of a movie coming out that I feel like could beat Bradley at this point. Okay. I think also Willem Dafoe playing Van Gogh, I think is going to be very isolating and is not going to be as like mainstream loved. What about like Rupert Everett for Happy Prince? I don't (laughs) I really don't think so. I, I wonder, I, I feel like that movie's gonna fade We already also. kind of also, the Academy not always, but frequently, will try to go a different direction, and we already, someone won last year in that category for a stuffy period piece. Who won last year? Gary Oldman. Oh, God. I know. So I'm just saying, like, we already had someone win for a stuffy period piece, so I'm just like, I feel like they were gonna he go... He didn't the, win. His makeup won. I know. It's so... Dumb. I'm not going into that right now, but like he robbed Daniel Kaluuya, uh, or even Timothy Chalamet. I'm sorry. Um, Who even were the other two? Denzel Washington. Yeah, yes, Denzel. J. Roman Esquire, yeah. and then another one. The other man. Who was it? I don't know. I'm not going to play that game. <laughs> um, but what? You can keep going. I'm going to think. Okay, about you, it. you think. <laughs> no, I really think that he could win, um, and I think. I wouldn't be mad about it, honestly. Right now, there's nothing that has made me feel like this isn't going to win Best Picture. Now, I'm saying that very early. That is not an official prediction that I'm making. But I'm like, what What else? So, I told, I told, this, to, I told this to Tyler yesterday. I, whenever, like when we do Oscar season and we go see all these movies, I usually get like a feeling after I watch something where I'm like, oh, this is it. Like, this is Best Picture. Like, I almost had it for three billboards last year, and then I saw Shape of Water, and I'm like, oh, this is it. And then yeah. I, I'm gonna, and I still say it, I had the same thing about Moonlight, because even when I saw La La Land, I'm like, this is good. And then when I saw Moonlight, I'm like, well, this is transcendent. And then when I saw Stars Born, I'm like, this is good, but I didn't feel that this was it. And so I still, I feel like we need to, like, wait. Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. I, we are totally going to wait. We have no other option. But yeah. what I was saying is, with the information I'm currently, like, yeah. have with me, I think it is the front runner for Best it's Picture. It's definitely the front It's runner. not even my favorite movie that came out this year, but it's, like, it is, to me, it is the front runner as of where we stand right now. Mm-hmm. There is not another film that I'm like, oh, well, especially with the ones that have come out. Certainly with the ones that have come out to theaters on a wide release. I know, Alfred. I know you have a lot to say about this. Alfred is upset that there are no cat representation in any of these films. There are, there is no, I mean, is there not in any of them? No. No cats. Not even in Hereditary? Was there a cat in Hereditary? No cats. Okay, so we need, we need to talk about the, 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 the Lady Gaga in the room. Um, She's good, but she, that's not, it wasn't enough to beat Glenn Close. Certainly not enough to beat Glenn Close. I think she also, to me, she kind of feels a little J-Law in the sense of... When she's on, she's on, but when she's off, she's off. Yes. Because there are times when, like, this is your first feature film, and I can tell, Mm -hmm. had happened, where it's like, she'll just say something and it feels so awkward and so 
um, lacking of any sort of truth mm-hmm. that I was not in love with everything she did. But when she was good, she was so good. And, and like, again, she does her own fucking singing. Yes. So it's like... The singing... Alfred, that's the keyboard. Okay. The, <laughs> the, the singing to me is a part of the performance, because mm-hmm. it is. And so it's like you can't ignore that. And when she's singing, her acting's... Brilliant. Perfect, because I think that's when she's comfortable. She has years of experience singing in front of an audience, and now it's like, now just do it for a camera. And she's like, absolutely, I'll do it, because I'm Lady Gaga. I'm Lady Gaga. Well, yeah, and I mean, I think, I, as of now, I think she totally deserves a nomination. Oh, absolutely. Yes, I just, and that and that is no small feat. That mm-hmm. means you're one of the best five. She already the, has a Golden Globe. Of the bajillion movies that came out. Okay, but that was for, I'm sorry. American Horror Story Hotel is horseshit. <laughs> so it's like, and I would say that as an AHS fan, but that season was horseshit. And she I'm was sorry, she and still I, has it. She does still have it. The only scene that I thought she was good in that whole thing, the only scene I thought she was good in that whole season was when it was a flashback to her before she was head bitch in charge. HBS. And she was just trying to be like a starlet trying to make it. So apparently that's her like... <laughs> That's her shtick. That's her shtick because when she was just a wide-eyed like star trying to make it, I thought her performance was spot on. And then when she was like, "I am a vampire," I was like, oh, "Okay, yeah, sorry." <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Her performance was just so good when she like locks eyes with Bradley Cooper on several occasions, and you can see the tears welling up. It's just you she's just mastered get, the single tear. Yeah, multiple scenes. The like the things that fell flat were just like some idle conversations, mm-hmm. which again, it's like the whole J Law thing where if she can't do normal things, yeah, she can normal only scream. Things make no sense. She can scream and she can cry, but then like an, an like just a conversation with someone sounds so awkward. Mm-hmm. When she yeah, when she was pissed at him in the bathtub and yelling oh, at him, God. she's great. I was like, this is what we need, but I think it's just easier for some people to access that mm-hmm. um, than it is to just like be a human. Yeah. Or in her scene when she's talking to him in rehab, that's when she uses subtlety very well. Yeah. She uses it very well. And like and again, it's her first it's her first movie. So like occasionally she's just not sticking it. But <clears throat> um if she beats Glenn Close, I'll be pissed. The only person out of the movies we've seen so far, the only person that I'm okay with Glenn Close losing to is Tony Collette. I'm f- well, because again, Tony Collette is a woman who has way less Oscar nominations than she deserves. She only has one. Only has one, and it's for also Sixth for a Sense. horror movie. Uh, well, also for a horror movie, and she's so good in Sixth Sense, but I think... And she has Emmys. She's worked a lot in television. Yeah. And, um, but I think that her her career has been so intense. Mm-hmm. It was sort of like Alison Jenny and Laurie Metcalf. It didn't feel like it was either of their first nominations, and it was, but it didn't feel like it because their career was so expansive. Right. And, and Yeah. I mean, it's just... For these, for Tony and um, for Glenn, it's just like if either of them won, I would never be like with Julianne Moore. I'm like, oh, you won for that. I'd be like, oh, you no, won for this. For this. When and, yeah. and honestly, I can't say this about Glenn Close. I feel like this might have been the best performance I've ever seen for Tony Collette. Yeah. So honestly, like I would love it. I I really do think Glenn should win, but there's just so many things where I'm like, but. I almost feel like Tony will because they're so oh, they're driving I, for it. This, and th- I'm giving an opinion, not a prediction. I don't think Tony will win. Damn, I really don't. And my reasoning is like a horror movie like that has never won an acting award. Yeah. Go watch our other podcast talking about Hereditary. Yeah. Is I Wait, mean, I heard thought is, Rosemary's Baby won a supporting actress. She won a supporting actress, but Rosemary's Baby was not nearly. And Rosemary's Baby and Hereditary are very similar films. Hereditary definitely, mm-hmm. I think, was inspired by Rosemary's Baby, but I don't think that Rosemary's Baby was as traditional of a horror film. Most of it is like the foreboding, tension building, which Hereditary does, but Hereditary also has like decapitation and like people sitting set on fire. It has decapitation. Three different times. Three different times. And, like, <laughs> bodies and stuff. So it's, like... Whereas Rosemary's Baby is definitely more understated horror. So I feel like Hereditary, with the amount of ex- extremes it goes to, I... No horror movie is one in that situation. Like, Exorcist has been, was nominated. Carrie, was, you know, for Supporting Actress and Lead Actress. Carrie was nominated for Supporting Actress and Lead Actress. But is never... You know... Mm-hmm. Silence of the Lambs is a horror movie that won acting awards. But again... Not not a traditional horror. It's kind of like a crime thriller, you know. Like yeah. it, I don't think that. Well, maybe it's time. 
And maybe Get Out kind of paved some of that way, because, like, a screenplay winning. Mm-hmm. Um, although, did The Exorcist win my screenplay? It did not. At least I don't believe so. I'm looking it up, so keep talking. I feel like, I can't remember if that movie won anything. It was nominated for screenplay for yeah. sure. I mean, it was nominated for picture, both acting. I'm going to guess directing. Was it maybe? Yeah, it was nominated for picture directing. It won two. Let's see what they are. Okay. It won screenplay. Oh, it did? Yeah, really? the guy who wrote the novel adapted his own novel for That's the screenplay. So cool. uh, William Peter uh, Vladdy, and then it won Best Sound, which is reasonable, mm-hmm. considering all the dubbing in that film. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was nominated for picture, actress, Best Supporting Actor, um, Best Supporting Actress for Little Linda Blair, um, Best Director, Cinematography, Art Direction, and Editing. Wow. So, like, yeah, it was... Uh, no horror movie, I think, has been so heavily... I don't... Besides actually, Silence of the Lambs, has been so heavily nominated. You Also, you just said Art Direction. I can't tell you a movie that I think stands out in Art Direction yet that's not Annihilation. If I had to guess, I'd say Colette. Ugh. Uh, oh yeah, also the director for Colette also said that he made it, uh, he wanted to make it really evident and just like to stand out that Colette doesn't wear any bright colors besides her first dress. And then she just wears grays, blacks, browns, and she's supposed to wear these really intricate dresses that look disgusting. I don't know what it is about dubs. Yeah, I'm keeping that nickname. Dubs. Um, I don't know what it is about dubs, but like everything that you said about him right now is annoying me. Now like... I don't know anything about him. He could be a very lovely man. Oh, no. I, t- I take this from another kind of... source. I take this from two other movie reviewers. Okay. Right now, he's kind of annoying me. And the reason I say that is because it just seems like a lot of, well, I want it to be like this. I want it to be like this. And none of it seems to be serving any story purposes. It's <laughs> no, just... No follow through. Yeah. And I was like, all right. I And I think that comes a little bit of a tinge back in my, like theater directing days when like I would hate it when a designer would come up to me and be like, I want it to be like this. I'm like... Well, I, then be the director then. Well, no, no, well, no. Usually, I say like I don't care what you want, and like, and I don't say that to their face. Obviously, that's rude. But even as a director, I wouldn't say I want it to be like this. He that, says it to someone else, and then they tell them that. That to me makes it sound like when I say I want it to be like this, that makes it sound like a whim. You say it should be like this, and this is why. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't say I want, I want, I want. Yeah. Um. Anyway, let's go back to a Star Is Born. A Star Is Born. I think. I think for sure it's secured nominations. If we're talking about predictions, I think it's gonna probably she'll win be the Golden the, Globe, it, Lady should. Gaga, because they'll submit it as a musical. Of course. Um. So like she'll win the Golden Globe, even though technically I wouldn't call this movie a musical. No, since I all the music is planned out in concerts, it's not like they just break out into song. Yeah. Um. But that's fine. Well, didn't they also count Once as a musical? And that's yeah. They, and all like, that's in recording. I, I like Walk the Line too, which was yeah. not. Once I actually it bothers me less, and my reasoning is like their songs would kind of go into other scenes over it. So mm-hmm. it like to me the music was so much. I guess better. Star is Born does that too, but it feels much more like this is a concert, and not all the lyrics always have to do with what's going on in the moment. Whereas yeah. Once very much does. Yeah, especially when they sing like Falling Slowly at the end. That's kind of a musical moment. It doesn't feel like a concert. Oh, another song that stands on its own. Yes. Yeah, so you're right. It's going to be the show. It's going to be. Shallow. I think. It, I think it honestly just should be. I think it's a better song. Okay, so yeah. I think the other one was more emotional because of the performance and the circumstances. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I think that Shallows is. I mean, I just listen to it. I just like it. It could pull a Dream you know, Girls like, and nominate all of the, all, all the songs and then end up losing. <laughs> losing all of them to that inconvenient song. Yeah. Um. um so, anyways, this movie's probably going to get the most nominations. And I bet it wins song. And I yeah. bet it wins. It will win song. Yeah. There's I, no way around it. And I mean, like, I wouldn't it's be angry way. as of right now if it won Best Director. I think that. I would not be upset if it won Director at all. I think just because he, he did such a great job with it and his touches on it are so clear, mm-hmm. which I guess I don't know if that's a good thing, but like to me, I just kept. Maybe it's because I know who. I like, I'm aware of Bradley Cooper as a person that I just kept being like, oh, Bradley. Like the scene when she's. At the beginning, when she's walking, it, the camera is oh. stationary, and she walks away from it. And then the title through sequence Through an alley, and the t- title sequence shows up, I think, like, a word at a time, a letter at a word. It's, it's a star is born. Oh, yes. And, like, with her in between those words, yeah. singing the intro to Over the Rainbow, which we are not... Not many people are always familiar with the intro to Over the Rainbow, because it's not in the actual film. Mm-hmm. But there's an intro to Over the Rainbow that is very beautiful. 
And she's singing the intro to Over the Rainbow as she's walking down, which I think was also a nice little, like, I'm getting, like, emotional. It was a nice little, like, Every callback single... to Judy Garland, yeah. who was, who well, had played this Well, this movie has callbacks to Janet Gaynor, Judy Garland, and Barbara. Yeah, so it was, like, just that, that was so interesting to me to, like, open it yeah. so clear with with being, like, we honor you, Judy. You know, like, we, we understand to that. To me, like, this movie rivals Shape of Water with how many details were thought out and executed. And so oh, that's yeah. why I think Bradley, I liked this movie a lot I think Bradley Cooper. Water. Well, no, I'm talking about just, like, the directing. Oh, like, okay. every single frame and every detail was planned. Yeah. And so that's why I think Bradley Cooper should be nominated. And as of this point, win. As of this point, yeah. And we're still so early in the season. But as of this point... We still have to watch Damien Chazelle. Also, we haven't talked man. about this, but with Star is Born, I feel like, what's his bucket pulling up his name? Sam Elliott? Sam Elliott, I think, will get nominated. A lot of people are saying that they have a good shot of winning three acting. out of the four acting awards. Because Sam Elliott was so there good no as his long-suffering brother. Her. Yeah, no, yeah, there's no supporting There's no other women in this movie. I realized it about, like... That's not true. Shangela and Willem as the drag queens at the bar. Okay, there's the, there's the drag queens at the bar. But besides <laughs> that, I think there was one woman, I can't remember her name, but let's call her Karen, was like the one at the door said, hi, I'm Karen, I'll lead you this way. And I was like, maybe that seems There's just, Waldo. <laughs> I think they just wanted to pass the Bechdel test. <laughs> because they were like, to pass the Bechdel test, you need to have two women. Talking have, about not a guy. Not a guy, but they also both have to have names. Oh. Yeah. And so I think she opens she goes, Hi, I'm Karen. I'll lead you this way to backstage. And I'm like, Bechtel test. Wasn't it? Right there. <laughs> Wasn't that girl Jackie Weaver? No, not Jackie Weaver. Sorry. It was definitely not Sorry. Jackie Weaver. No, no, no. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember her fucking name. She plays the nurse in Nurse Jackie that's it was, not Edie Falco. It was not her. I know why you're thinking it's her because we were watching the comeback and she plays the backstage lady with the headset, but no. Wasn't she also in Birdman for like a second? Yeah, she's also the backstage lady in Birdman. I guess get her confused for backstage ladies. Actually, that was she the backstage lady in Comeback? Yeah, she is in Comeback, isn't she? As the backstage lady? I might have yes. made that one up. But she's definitely in Birdman as backstage lady. And her name's not Jackie Weaver. Her name is Jackie. Okay. Right? I don't know. There's so many Jackies. Jackie Weaver. Jackie it was o. certainly not Jackie Weaver. I think I would have noticed if Jackie Weaver was Karen. Um, I don't know if her name is Karen, but... Um, <laughs> I know that Let's she's. Call her I know that she said her name, <laughs> and then talked about something that wasn't a guy. So immediately, I was like, "Bechdel test, we passed." Oh my god! Um, Don't just throw it in. <laughs> I know that is like legitimately. I feel like what happened there. Um, no, I think this movie is. It, it's a hard hitter, especially I think La La Land not winning Best Picture helps this one because mm-hmm. I feel like they're both movies about the industry and they're both musicals. So I feel like. It wouldn't have won if La La Land had won, but now I'm like, oh, yeah, here we go. It, it can go to, to A Star Is Born, and and you know, people who are voting are in the industry, yeah. So they're gonna they're relate. gonna relate. You know, it's just how it is, and and uh, and we as people who are not in the industry still love to imagine we are, yeah. So we watch it. All right, so let's recap. How many awards should the wife be nominated for? Okay, so if we're talking about prediction, I think. I, I'm going to give a, a good, strong prediction that Glenn Close will be nominated. Mm-hmm. Maybe, say his name again. Jonathan Price. Maybe Jonathan Price. Maybe Screenplay. Okay. But I, won't, I wouldn't focus on those two at all. I feel like she's going to be the only nomination from this film. Got it. Actually, I would agree. I feel like Jonathan Price will be lost in the shuffle. He's never, never been nominated before. He's often overlooked. Yeah, and he's yeah. a good actor. He is. Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. It's nuts in that. He's scary and he's good. Yeah. Okay, Colette. Costumes, costumes and maybe actress if she doesn't maybe get Maybe art direction. Lost. The costumes are really cool. Yeah. And then Star is Born, it's going to be nominated for everything. Cause it's, yeah, because Colette, I felt like with the costumes, she had those adorable, like, sort of androgynous corset things. They were, it was very cool. I think that Colette has a really good chance of being nominated for costumes. But, but again, the, for costumes... I say it all the time. I feel you like do say it a lot about Black, Black Panther. Black going to win. I really hope it does. I yeah. really hope it does because I don't think a, an MCU movie has ever won anything. Maybe a sound. No, they've never won. They've never um, won. Not that that even bothers me that MCU's never won. But I think if MCU was going to start winning, I think they should start with Black Panther. Yeah. Um, and then Star is Born. It's going to be nominated for so many things. Just so many. 
Oh, yeah. I mean... And it I mean, has a good chance. I'm here with my fingers, but cinematography... Editing. Editing, screenplay. both sound, screenplay, director, song. actress, actor, supporting actor. Song. Song. That's 10 right there. That's 10. If it wins 11, it will have tied with Titanic, Lord of the Rings, and Ben-Hur. Um, but I, I don't think it will. Yeah. All right. So that's our little recap and our little predictions for movies with strong leading ladies. Thank you for listening. Um, please like or comment if you liked it or have something to comment. That is nice. Because if you have something not your nice friends. to say, just go away. Um, no. Say it. Say it. You know Just say it. <laughs> Just say it. Post your address when you say it, too. (laughs) Send us a letter. Have your mom write it. Have your mom write it. Put it in a box. Put your social security number on it. And Um, bury it, and then we'll go find it. Yeah. Let us us know where you work. Um, (laughs) All right. See you. Bye. Bye.